Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is episode number 25 of the Profitology Podcast with Katie Soka, the inventor of the Magnetic Lash and founder of global beauty brand One Two Cosmetics. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are going to leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Profitology Podcast. Thanks so much for continually listening and leaving us those amazing reviews. We read every single one of them and absolutely love it. It is a great way for us to really know what is resonating with you and what kind of guests you want to see on the show. I love to hear your feedback about the ahas, and I will tell you that in this interview, you are going to have a lot of them. I interviewed my friend Katie Soka. She is the founder of of the global beauty brand One Two Cosmetics, and she is the inventor of magnetic lashes. Now, so for those of you who are listening who have had the experience of magnetic lashes, you know how absolutely phenomenal they are. What I love about her story is she's going to be talking to you all about how she disrupted a category in the industry, in the beauty industry, which is very saturated, quite by accident, simply fulfilling a need that was not available to other women out in the market and to herself. She is going to be talking to you about the ups and downs of her business. She is going to be talking to you about how to handle copycatters. And she's going to be giving you some of her best productivity tips that she personally uses to make sure that she is keeping her company at the forefront of the industry and she stays on her A-game every day. So if that is of interest to you, you are going to want to grab a pen and paper and join us for the interview with Katie Soka. All right, everyone, welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I am here today with Katie. Katie, I'm so thrilled that you took the time to be here with us today. Thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. So I am, you know, I have had the opportunity to already meet you in person. And so I know a little bit about your your story and how you got started. But I would love for you to tell the audience just how did this even come about? Like, how does one sit around one day and then all of a sudden say, you know, I think the world's missing magnetic eyelashes. (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, I loved the look of false lashes and I would glue them on every single weekend, if not during the week also, if I were going out. And I, you know, just did it like how everyone else does it. You glue them on and then at night you come home and you rip them off and you don't think anything of it until you do. All of a sudden, I was like, what is going on right now? Why do I have to semi-permanently attach a strip of lashes to my eyelid and then rip it off at night? I'm like, listen, 
technology should be a little more advanced than this. This is the modern era. What is going on right now? So I did a little bit of research and found out that false lashes were created for silent movie stars, okay, in like 1918. And the technology hadn't changed. And I was like, okay, no one's paying attention to this, and I'm going to. Why can't this be more like an accessory, like a ring or a watch, something that you could take on and off? And I think I shared with you, Kelly, that it was my shower story. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I always I, – I, I say it with a little bit of, you know, I, I kind of laugh and say shower story, but in all seriousness, I really want people to take their showers if they can – to a different level when it comes to your thought process (laughs) because oftentimes you waste that time just like going through your calendar or go reliving a conversation that has no use or um you know completely spacing out which is perfectly fine but if you can actually use that time to be thoughtful and a little trick to doing it is when you get into the shower, have the awareness and say, okay, I'm in the shower now and Mm -hmm. pick up the shampoo bottle and say, I am picking up the shampoo bottle. I am pouring the shampoo into my hand or I'm picking up the soap or I'm picking up the scrub or whatever you're doing. Like mindful showering. Yeah. So that it brings your mind into, into the present moment so that you can allow your brain to actually relax And then your subconscious doesn't take over with the, you know, thinking about the past or thinking about the future, but you're thinking about right now. And then you can actually think about, and, you know, I'm not saying for everyone to think of their invention. I'm saying, think about your current, um, you know, any challenges that you may be having, any ideas that you may want to flush out. It's a great 10 minute time to just be with yourself and to actually bring thought to, to, to things that you may not carve out time for during the day. So I, I was- love that. I mean, I can tell you that many a companies have been repositioned during my shower time just because <laughs> there's something meditative about that experience. And really, you know, when the water's running on you, it allows you to, your creativity to flow. And then oftentimes I've gotten my most brilliant brilliant inspirations there in the shower. I love that. So mine was mixed with that exact process. Plus thinking to myself, do I have time to wash my hair and do my lashes and play with my kids? I had two young boys at the time and get out the door in time for dinner. And I was like, okay, I got to figure out this lash thing. The lashes need to be easier. It can't just be the glue. It can't be, you know, and so I actually thought of the magnetic lash in the shower that day. That is fantastic. And then what, and then, and then what happens, right? So, you know, I, people have ideas all the time. They don't make them into multi-million dollar companies and, you know, disrupting categories and industries. So where did you take it from there? So on Monday morning, I mean, I, I was, I've, I've always been a career person. I was uh, in real estate in Miami Beach. And on Monday morning, I just, I said, you know what? I really want to take this idea from Saturday night and flush it out. And more so for myself. I, I had a great career and, you know, wonderful situation in life. I wasn't looking to start a company. I was looking to create a lash solution for myself so that I didn't have to go 
to the salon and get the extensions. I mean, they're absolutely gorgeous, but like, come on, I already have to cover my grays and get my cuticles cut. And how many more salon appointments can I handle while, you know, while maintaining any sort of sanity? And so I was like, I just want the solution for myself. So I actually went online to order them. I I literally thought that there might be a solution that exists. And so I was kind of like instant lashes, whatever lashes, magnetic lashes. And the only thing that came up with magnetic lashes was magnetic as a, as an, like an adjective, like get magnetic, get lashes, you know, really beautiful or really whatever. And I said, oh my God, nothing like this exists. It really is just glue-ons or going to the salon. There's nothing, or, or mascara, obviously, or the, the, the lash serums that those were the four, uh, solutions. And in my opinion, they all had problems. And so I started writing it down. This is basically where a lot of, you know, and I always tell people to write things down because then they start becoming real. And so I I started writing down what eventually turned into my presentation, which eventually turned into my pitch deck, which eventually turned into my business plan. That was my truly my North star for the first year and a half running the company. So basically things just fell into line. I rapidly started talking to people that I trusted about the idea. My sister was my first call. I said, what do you think about this? She's like, amazing. You know, go ahead and talk to so-and-so. And it's all, it's, it was all a chain of events of speaking to people you trust and having them refer you to people they trust that they know could help you because you cannot do it on your own. Do as much as you can on your own. But then if there's a space that you know you need help in, you reach out. Uh, absolutely. And, and talk about that a little bit, you know, in the development of the building and the, and the brand, what was that journey like for you? So as I was, I basically carved out a four month period to create the plan and the business plan. I looked at it very comprehensively. So this is the way I like for people to look at their brands that they're creating. So you, you basically put together your plan as a, as a comprehensive document, however you want it to be mine. I wanted mine to be like a magazine. I didn't want mine to necessarily be a PowerPoint because although it's a serious business, PowerPoint wasn't resonating with how I wanted the brand to be. I wanted it to be chic. I knew what colors that I wanted. I knew what I wanted to, to for the, my, what would I call lash lovers? Our customers would call lash lovers. What I, what I want my lash lovers to feel when they're actually, uh, this is arriving at their door and they're opening up this packaging. And so everything was the same feel based on how I wanted the, the client to feel and how I wanted the brand to really speak across to everyone. I wanted the brand to speak to my investors, just like it spoke to my lash lovers, just like it spoke to myself. So I don't know if that's, um, if that can kind of paint a picture of it, but basically my, my pitch deck was a magazine and it was very similar to, and very aligned with my business plan. And you base, I still have it today. I oftentimes look at it because it's going on five years old now. And 
it basically had the same essence of what the brand still has within it. And, you know, I love talking about the idea of disruption because, you know, I am such a huge fan of innovation and, you know, really getting into markets and, and how people bring those, those ideas to market. You know, did you set out when you were starting this up and say, like, I'm going to disrupt this category in the beauty industry? Or was that kind of a natural evolution for you? I set out to give women a solution that I was looking for. At first, I li- I'm telling you, I was literally making these and for myself to, to create a solution. The minute the first prototype was delivered at my door, I had made prototypes myself, literally going to drugstores, buying lashes, going to Home Depot, getting metallic paint, <laughs> getting anything. I did arts and crafts in my backyard. I mean, it's real. And I like created this ridiculous thing. And then I met with engineers and scientists and you know, that was a whole huge process. But when that first prototype arrived, I put it on and I looked in the mirror. I was like, holy with so many women. And oh, so that oh, was- hold on, hold on. Back up and say that part again, because somehow or another, we just had a garble. Oh, we had a garble. Yeah, I do live in Miami Beach. I always say we once were an Everglade and, you know, now we are trying to have great internet and we, I, I live on an island, right? So, okay. That's so right. where can so I back up to you? You were saying like, Whoa, when you got the prototype. So when the, that prototype arrived at my house, I went into the bathroom and I tried it on and as big and clunky and f- a far version from what we have on the shelves today, it worked. I put it on, I, the lash on the, you know, on the bottom and I put the lash on the top and I looked in the loss and it was such a clunky version, but I said, you know what, if we can streamline this, I just needed that proof of concept. Yes. And I knew that the rest, I'm like the rest, this can be done. This, this, this can get streamlined. This can get beautified. This can, you know, all of this can happen. But all of a sudden that's when the shift came that, oh my gosh, women everywhere are going to love this. I was not in the industry like I had alluded to. I said I was, you know, I was in real estate. So I didn't understand the beauty industry. I didn't seek out to disrupt anything within it because I didn't know it. And with that naivete, there's a lot of good. And then there's a lot of negativity that comes with the naivete. The good is that you just try anything because you don't have the history of the knowledge of what has happened in the industry to stop you from thinking that it can be done, right? You, mm-hmm. you don't have that knowledge of, oh, well, yeah, that can't be done because of X, Y, and Z. No one's ever done that because of this and this. So you just go out and do it. And so I was more so excited to get this into the hands of as many people as possible in a, an organic way. So this was 2016. So basically I thought of the invention at the end of 13, 14, took about a year and a half to build the company. And then we did a, like a, a launch that was a teaser campaign. And then when we finally went out, with the lashes because we had had this comprehensive plan of exactly whose hands to get it into and how we wanted it to, you know, we really wanted the the credibility of the beauty 
leaders, so all the beauty editors from important right. publications, we would have them try it. And, or, you know, so we got the credibility right away. We got the Allure Best of Beauty, which is a huge honor in 2016. You get this stamp of approval and you can have that on your website for the rest of your life, which is a, just an awesome accolade. And so it really just started expanding um, very rapidly. And then we got the attention of Sephora and we got the attention of a lot of different, you know, I got to say it was exactly what I had hoped would happen Mm -hmm. and planned to happen and visualized to a certain extent what would have happened. So it was part of the plan. It still surprised me every time something remarkable would happen. I love that. So, you know, when you, when you and I talked before, we talked about some of the, the um, major joys of running a business and building, building an empire business. And then we also talked about some of the, oh, well, shit, didn't think that was going to happen <laughs> moment, right. right? So talk about a little bit about, you know, what are the things, if you had to, if, if you were looking back on your younger self now, right, the woman who just all of a sudden had this idea in the shower, what are, what are some of the things that you would have said to that businesswoman prior to her embarking on this, this journey? Hold on for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) And and I mean that in the best way because it is a ride and it is such a journey. And so I think it's really important not to ride super high with the highs and super low with the lows. I am, uh, you know, I'm that person that you always know what I'm thinking, right? I can't like Mm -hmm. my emotions are right there. And um, it's just how I've always been. So it's very easy for me to get very excited. And then it's very, it's just as, as easy for me to get disappointed. And so to really have that discipline to try to ride the middle as much as possible, allowing yourself to get excited, um, but not like so much so that you're going to over-index on and maybe miss something, right? And then the low, it's like, oh God, yeah, darn it. But like, oh darn it, that would have happened to anyone. Like it's not my fault. It's like just a fault of the process, right? I mean, I am a big accountability person. So it indeed is anything that goes wrong. It doesn't matter if someone else did it in my company is my fault, but right. don't beat yourself up for it. You just brush off, keep going, Right. So I think that that is really grounded in the way that you start your day every day. And I think that that advice is so important because the way that you start your day is the way that every day is so important where you're building and you cannot burn any daylight. And to have that some sort of ritual or process and a thoughtful plan to what you're going to do each and every day, knowing that there's going to be left turns, right? But to have, okay, these are my priority and this is what's happening today. And then at the end of the day as well, my brother who was career military taught me this. It's funny how industries like how wisdom of different industries, it's, it's, it's not industry specific. And so he taught me that at the end of every day, take, 60 to 90 seconds, not even five minutes, because sometimes you literally can't even squeeze out an extra five minutes because you're just so done. 
take 60 to 90 seconds and write down what, like the chunks of time. Okay. I spent two hours on this. I spent three hours on this. I spent four hours on this. I spent 30 minutes on this. I enjoyed this because of this. I didn't like this because of this. This could have been done in half the time by someone that had more expertise. This I really, really liked. And you take and observe those 90 seconds that you've written down for a week or two or a month, depending on what kind of time frame you're in. And you can really start to understand where your true strengths and your true right. joy lie and then where your gap is and where you need to hire and where you need to start getting, getting some, you know, listen, like you, you got to, and again, it's all about writing it down because then it's real. And you're like, okay, yeah, you know what? I actually spent 16 hours this week on something that I not only don't enjoy, but I'm not good at. Those two things usually run hand in hand, right? Of course, right? And so at the beginning, you're doing it all yourself, right? There is no backup. So you are doing it. But once you, once you start and you want to really create some efficiencies and you may have your first part-time employee um, situation on the horizon, this is a really great exercise to use. And or if you are in a different phase of your business, maybe you've been in business for five or 10 years, but you're saying, you know what? I really want to get to that next level that exercise is extremely helpful as well. You need your direct reports to be the best because you need to be making sure that they're doing the best for their direct reports. And your, your input is only, you know, four or however your organization runs three, four, five, six of the top people that communicate effectively to you and you communicate effectively to them. I love that. You know, this is this is something we teach a lot in well in the profitology process. We actually we actually teach a whole system called Plan for Profit, and so much of that is getting down to, you know, we have them do their year plan and then their quarterly and then a monthly and then every single week. And my team does this as well. We do what we call a three by three results plan. What are the three big things that we are looking to achieve this week, and what are the three things we need to do every single day in order to achieve that result? And then getting really intentional when you get up, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to take a long time. You know, but before you start your workday, looking at your calendar, making a, a judgment call about you know, what the three things are, it helps keep you focused because you know, I know that, that a lot of business owners, they can get off track so quickly by, you know, it's like they get to the end of the day and they go, where did my day go? I was so busy all day. Where did my day go? And you can absolutely get your day hijacked. And if you don't have a plan for your day, other people can just comment, you know, emails. I always say an email is not a subpoena. Like you can (laughs) prioritize what you are working on according to your own schedule and then you schedule email time and then you otherwise if you don't have a plan for the day you're just whoever's the squeakiest wheel is going to get your valuable daylight oil right absolutely i could not agree more what have been some of the more challenging lessons that you had you know you you and i um you know again when we when we we chatted we we talked about like you were just are not in business until you get sued (laughs) You know, and I think for a lot of business owners, this is one of the, you know, the greatest fears. Yes. That they have. Absolutely. With reason. 
Uh, we were on the Today Show in 2017, one of the more exciting days for the company. Our website crashed multiple times. We did over a million dollars in sales in one day. It was extremely exciting. And again, talking about kind of like the ups and, you know, don't get too high on your own supply and then mm -hmm. don't get too low when 90 days later, the copycats are showing up on your Instagram feed of your own product that you thought of yourself, that you didn't even tell your mom because she thought she would go gossip at the church luncheon about your invention, that I, you know, you work your fingers to the bone to, you know, do this and then someone can just look at it on a nationally televised, you know, thing. And then the, it, it goes through the, through the whole thing. And, um, you know, we had so much success and so much excitement that day. And then there's just people out there that are then going to communicate it to other people, communicate it to other people. And then it gets halfway around the world. And then all of a sudden you have imports of, of knockoffs. So that is a low day. And so you have to realize, okay, so back up, what have I done to protect myself. And that's why a plan is so important, right? So if you have an invention, you need to protect it. Intellectual property is very valuable for companies. And you need to make sure that you are, at, you know, particularly when you're going to be doing business in the US, and then you have the opportunity to protect it worldwide as well. And, but it doesn't, just because you have that beautiful patent number, that, um, you know, is so exciting when you, that, that, uh, you know, these days they all, they all stick out, um, you know, like the day that you get that, that patent number and, and you actually see it and it's so exciting, um, but you still have to fight for your business because just because you have a patent number doesn't mean that everyone else will, you know, play by your rules. And so you need to fight for it. And the best way that you can fight is on two fronts, obviously, by using the system with your patents, but then strengthening your own brand and really getting out there and really not looking back and saying, okay, well, I'm, you know, you don't get defeated by the people that have just, you say, hey, listen, I'm three years ahead of you. I've created a brand. I already have thousands of people that love our lashes and they love us for more than just what the product is. They've actually been on this journey with us. And so, you know, they've been going live and watching how we do, you know, the, the, the application process, they tag us on the pictures. I mean, everyone has all these awesome makeup looks with all their different lashes. And then we put them on our feed and, you know, there's a lot to that. And so you have to really remain focused on your plan. And then if you need to shift the plan a little bit to say, okay, now we need to, this is going to, you know, this was going to be a 180 day window we're actually going to, you know, kind of shrink it down to, to 60. We're going to start to do things a little faster, be a little bit more robust, give our customers more of the wardrobe of lashes that they would like, et cetera. You just, you know, you, you don't allow other people to dictate your plan, but your plan has to be nimble enough to adjust to market demands. I love it. I love it. All right, last question. And I ask this, I ask this all the time because I believe as the CEO of your business, you need to protect protect your number one asset, which is you. So what is your routine to really take care of yourself as the CEO of this company? 
you know, when you're busy, when you've got the kids, the husband, the, you know, the team, what's your routine? The most important thing that I have learned that has been helpful to me is the awareness of my own thoughts and the way that I speak in my head to myself and about the world around me. So even though you might be a positive person naturally or just like a neutral, whatever, it's really important to understand how you speak to yourself. And if you are witnessing that you are having some critical self-talk that a lot of particularly high achieving women do, high achieving individuals, I should say, that is a big sign and a flag to say, okay, hang on a second and start to create exercises of the mantras of self-love. And that really is a very huge, huge thing to actually set your mind in a positive way to not beat yourself up, but to say, oh, that was a lesson learned. And then also to, you know, the morning ritual is big, but then calendaring, just like you calendar meetings, calendar things for yourself. They change for everyone, but what is important to you? Is exercise important to you? Is having a green drink important to you? Is having a walk with your friend important to you? Is having 30 minutes with your best friend from college important to you? Calendar those things in like a meeting. And if your child has something or your nephew or your friend and you and it's in the middle of the day and you're like, oh shit, you calendar it, okay? Because that's just as important as a social media meeting for you to live that life that you want, you know, you don't prioritize things based upon what you think society wants for you or what you think that your, you know, mom or, or, or even spouse or whatever wants for you. You prioritize the things in your life that you want to have on a daily or at least weekly basis. And that's what you spend the most. If I look at my calendar for the week and if I say that I spent this many hours on this, 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 and this, I've been doing this now for five or six years. It took me a minute to, to get it, but now I've been practicing it. My, it. It is aligned with my priorities, where I spend my time. And I think it's a really great exercise for people to say, how, where do I spend my time? Not only to look for your next employee or your next level or whatever, but also to make sure that you're living the life that you want to live. It's not about a balance. It's about what life you want to live. If you're spending more of your hours on a category that you don't prioritize than a category that you do prioritize, you got to make that shift. And it's a pretty simple shift to make, but the awareness is all of it. I love that. One of the things I do when, when I start consulting with a client in, in their business and maybe their, their business is not having the results that they desire, I'll say, screenshot me two weeks to your calendar. And let me look at it. Because you can tell so much about what's going on in their business from what that calendar looks like. So good, Kelly. That's really awesome. Yeah, It's insane. It really does. And I agree with you. Your calendar should match your priorities. If your priorities are driving sales and that needs to be on there, if if your priority is also taking care of yourself, that needs to be on there. I do the same thing. I book out an hour a day for self-care time on my calendar and it's there and it's a meeting and no one gets to book over that. I treat it just like I would having a meeting with my client. Good for you. Love it. I love it. Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. If people are interested in learning more about your lashes, which are you guys a 
amazing. I have personally used them. They are fantastic. Where can people go and find out about your lashes? Yay, thanks. Our website is one cosmeticscom It's spelled out O-N-E-T-W-O cosmetics.com. That is our handle for all socials. We are also in 152 Sephora stores in the U.S. and Canada, so you can also find us there. I love it. You guys, Katie, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been awesome. You guys, if you want to learn more about Katie, you can check out, uh, I will put all of the links up there to her site, her social media, her, you know, all things Katie. You can find out about the, uh, the, her brand and her lashes. And I want to thank you guys so much for joining us today. Katie, thanks so much. Thank you. All right, guys, until next time, thanks for listening to the Profitology Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share this show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. This is how we reach more entrepreneurs just like you around the world. Also, I'd like to continue the conversation with you about all things Profitology. So please join me and your fellow Profitpreneurs in our free Facebook group. You can find us at ProfitpreneurCircle.com. I frequently go live in our community to share tips, trainings, and innovative profit acceleration strategies, as well as resources that can help you accelerate your results in your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.